Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Josh and Jason Monday Christian and Conspiracy Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Monday. If you don't know me, I'm a Christian rapper, devoted husband, father, and army veteran. I'd like to introduce you to my co-host. He's a Christian, devoted husband, and father, and my brother. What's up, Jason? What's up out there? How's it going? How's it going, Josh? How's it going? Uh, our guest is uh, pretty hyped up right now. I was talking to him right now, so let's, uh, let's get this <laughs> underway. No problem. Uh, his name is Harry. Uh, he actually contacted me on Instagram. Uh, super awesome gentleman, and uh, he's a brother in Christ, and we're going to have a, a cool show for you guys today. Uh, just some of the videos that he showed me, it, it just was astounding, and I think it's definitely important for people to hear. Uh, just want to let anybody know that's listening, that's, um, you know, of the Islamic faith, we're not trying to, like, you know, I don't know how this podcast is going to go, but we're not trying to, like, I don't know. Carrie, you'd have to explain it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so uh, we're doing all this uh, in love and with love, uh, you know, in go. the Holy Ghost, of course. Um, this is all done in faith to Jesus Christ and from Jesus Christ, and we know that Jesus Christ is love. Uh, so this is um, for the Muslim community in particular, but for everyone as well, um, whether you're familiar with the Bible or not. But this is done in love to go ahead and um, directly compare and contrast Christianity next to Islam uh, as it pertains to eschatology, right? Uh, and to just go ahead and um, have an honest and open look as to what's actually going to happen. And it's ultimately insight as to who Jesus Christ is um, in comparison to the two you know, prominent religions of the world today. Uh, we just want to look at it openly and honestly and to come to the uh, honest and true conclusion, uh, conclusion excuse me, in which we know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So we'll be looking into details about that. Um, this is done, once again, all in love and all in faith. So, Amen. Yeah. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. That's what we believe. So obviously we're going to be on the side of, of, of Christ being, uh, Amen, yeah. you know, God, you know, uh, the, I don't know if you're in, do you believe the Trinity brother? I don't know. Some people Absolutely. do something. Okay. So we Absolutely. believe the Trinity. Yeah. Uh -huh. If you guys want to go back to our other episodes on the Trinity, if you guys want to find out that we have that, if you want to challenge that, go, go, go listen to that episode. And I'm sure uh, we'll be able to go on that. And it is eschatology and times. What is happening? This is very, very important for me. I just want to say before we start to Christians, if you have ears, I need you to hear, okay? Because there's going to be stuff that's going to happen that he's going to talk about where it where it talks about even the elect could be deceived, right? If it were possible, well, this is a way you will be deceived, you know? So I'll let you go and then I'll, I'll, I'll interject because I, I did a little research uh, with the stuff you sent me and, and God was like showing me like, look, listen to this, man. And I was like, wow, this is, this is. So yeah, interesting yeah. that the two top religions of the world right now are, are having this yeah. type of eschatology battle. But go ahead, bro. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for the um, awesome introduction. Um, if you guys don't mind, can I go ahead and start with some opening prayer? Um, actually, oh, let's do uh, this. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so I just want to say thank you um, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, um, the Lord Jesus Christ. Please um, put your words into our mouths and lead us. Um, as we go ahead and have this group biblical discussion, we want to make sure that everything we do is done in the spirit, uh, in truth, love, and integrity, um, that you will bring light and truth uh, to all those viewing it and watching it. And um, to anyone who's currently not a believer who will watch this video, please we pray, Jesus, in your name, that you go ahead and open up their eyes. Um, and then also some verses is, I just want to go over, I love this particular verse, which is Psalm 27, verse 1. Uh, which is a, a psalm of David, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? 
the Lord is the strength of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? So I particularly love that verse. I keep repeating that uh, from time to time. So with that said, amen, and I'm ready to jump right in. In Jesus' amen. name, amen. Thank you. Let's go. Amen. Let's go. All right. Okay. Um, so yeah, and then uh, another a quick uh, opening statement on that is, because I know we have a lot of faithful brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, just a quick note before we jump into this uh, really a meaty topic about, you know, Christian versus Islamic end times is that uh, I don't know if you guys particularly believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, but in particular, I do. I think it's absolutely biblical. I just want to encourage all of our brothers and sisters in Christ to um, look forward and rejoice because the coming of the Lord is soon. I mean, uh, I let the scripture do the speaking when I read. Um, I try not to get, you know, of course, I do uh, view Bible teachers and I do read commentaries, but I want Jesus to speak, you know, while I uh, read his word one-on-one. And so let's keep an open eye out, eyes to the sky and, you know, ready to fly, always waiting on Jesus to come. Amen. So just another amen. quick note. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Okay, guys. So, amen. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, begin with the discussion. Okay. So uh, this is mainly going to cover Revelation and also the book of Daniel, but primarily Revelation because Revelation gives, you know, deep insight as to uh, the two beasts, right, the Antichrist and the false prophet, uh, as well as the two witnesses will also pay, play a huge role in this as well. Uh, so we're going to jump into that. Um, so going going ahead and starting, right? So we go to, let's start off with the first beast, right? So of course he will be the Antichrist. And um, he's going to, he's described as this dreadful beast. And um, you guys mind if I go ahead and start off with reading the scripture to give like the, the preview, the background info? Bro, scripture is, we always love reading scripture, bro. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So I, I want to make sure like I'm being as concise as possible, but you know, we have to get scripture in to, to get the details out first. Okay. Awesome. Um, so it says, uh, let's go to, uh, here it is. Hold on. Revelation. Okay. So this is here in Revelation uh, chapter Yeah, chapter 13. I was okay. muted. I was, like, says, I was like 13. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Okay, I just want to make sure I got the right scripture and we're good to go. So it says, uh, And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, uh, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. But I just want to pause right there quickly. So you guys see, um, this is a direct link to Daniel's prophecies, um, particularly in chapter 7. Uh, you can see the animals right, described. This is for the beast. So the kingdom of the Antichrist will be, um, just this is a quick reference to Daniel chapter 2. In Nebuchadnezzar's dream, we have the statue of Nebuchadnezzar, um, the metallic statue, the head of gold. Right, You have the two arms and the chest of silver. Um, you have the waist of uh, brass, and then you have the, the two legs of iron, and then the feet of iron and clay, right? Mm -hmm. And so those are also symbolized those different empires by different creatures, right? So Babylon is the lion, right? Medo-Persia, the bear. Um, the Grecian Empire was symbolized by the leopard, right? And then, of course, Rome, the two legs, being symbolized by this dreadful, terrible, you know, dragon-like, we, we presume, beast, right? And so this is interesting because this is like an amalgamation of all those, you know, evil, wicked empires into one, you know, particular empire, which is also 
you know, spiritually embodied by the leader of that empire, who, of course, ultimately will be the Antichrist, right? Mm -hmm. So I find that to be fascinating. Um, and then moving on with that, it says, and we're continuing, uh, it says, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. So obviously we know that the, the dragon is the adversary. Uh, and I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed and all the world wondered after the beast. So uh, this is going to be um, an individual who, um, contrary to a lot of like Bible commentaries, the Antichrist is actually going to be very well received worldwide. Okay, so obviously Jesus describes him as the man of sin, right? The son of perdition, the beast, right? And of course, that's who he truthfully is. But he's going to put on this facade of being this wonderful peacemaker. And uh, scripturally, um, I do, uh, there are many archetypes of the Antichrist, but I think one of the best uh, examples, uh, historically, biblically, is actually King Solomon, um, who was this, you know, wonderful peacemaker, he brought wealth and prosperity. The Antichrist is very much going to do that, but if, in fact, on a global scale. So he's going to magnify and multiply that, and the world is really going to be head over heels for this individual. I mean, he's going to bring riches and peace momentarily, though. Of course, we know it's a false peace, and he's going to break his own covenant. Uh, but in the beginning, it's going to seem all great, but it's part of this, uh, as it says in uh, the book of Isaiah, the deal with uh, death and hell, right? Mm -hmm. So... And, and then just quickly continuing forward, um, because we're going to go over a lot of uh, quick keys over this, right? And they worship the dragon, which gave power unto the beast, and they worship the beast, saying, who is like unto the beast, who is able to make war with him? Um, and what's really interesting is, uh, like, Islam is, um, respectfully, it's, you know, it's all around Israel, right? Um, so a lot of people, they get confused about, like, who is the main adversary of, uh, you know, politically, that is. Um, with Israel, well, it's it's you know all around Israel, so it's it's sort of out in the open. A lot of people mistakenly, and I'd say this with, uh, of course, uh, in, in terms of pure speculation, I can't pinpoint for sure and say you know who the Antichrist is because we don't know 100% for certain. The Bible doesn't disclose his name, uh, but I think the details um, all give away that you know who he is is well. The spirit of the Antichrist is already surrounding Israel, so that makes sense. So his system. His platform of people to rise up is already in place. Uh, it, it, we're just waiting on the Lord to make the right moment in order for uh, him to rise up. Of course, we're not waiting for an enterprise, but in the Lord's will be done. Yeah. Um, and then just skipping down forward, um, let's continue scripture quickly. Uh, there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue for it in two months. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against God, blasphemy his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So it's this Antichrist individual is going to be uh, obviously very um, anti-Bible. Okay, so that's purely anti-Old Testament, anti-New Testament. Um, so it's, it's once we start digging in, uh, we can start revealing some of those details. Uh, and it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Um, and then so specifically, this is during the time of the tribulation. Again, I do firmly believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, so I believe the church you know, will be out uh, before that tribulation begins before the Antichrist is revealed. Um, however, he's going to make war with the saints. Well, we know that you know, the saints will be in Jerusalem at the time, and, and you know, worldwide, they're going to have a lot of people turning to Jesus. So whoever this individual will be, he's going to be strictly you know, anti-Israel, anti-Bible. Uh, so we see already you know, that seeping through the scriptures, uh, and says, all. Oh, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So, yeah, uh, so we, we're starting to get a clear picture, right? 
And I just want to skip forward to Revelation 20, verse 4 specifically. I think this particular verse is a big giveaway. And I'm going to go into detail about the Antichrist and, you know, his identity. You're doing, as the hey, well. you're doing amazing, bro. We're, we're, we're listening and, and we're not, we're giving you a chance to just go, you know, cause I know you had a lot to go over. You told me that. So go ahead, bro. We're just, sure. you're doing amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. You Thank know. you. Yeah. Sorry. This is like a, it's a slow start, but I just wanted to lay the groundwork and we're going to, you Dude, know, the scriptures, we got to read so. the scriptures, bro. We got yeah. it, man. We love this. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Amen. Exactly right. <laughs> okay, uh, and then so Revelation 20 verse 4 says, And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. Uh, I'm going to pause right there quickly. Right, So beheaded is a key word, I think, right there. I mean, we live in the year 2023. I mean, there are so many forms of brutal execution and, you know, torture, unfortunately. But um, beheaded is, you know, that's iconically, you know, very exclusive, especially to you know, a particular group of um, individuals who hold to that in terms of their law, right? So uh, again, being very sensitive about the subject, but I just want to highlight that and says, and for the word of God in which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark on their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. Uh, another thing that's fascinating about that is the mark of the beast itself um, is just a really amazing concept. And of course, we know that's actually going to physically you know, be a mark, which, you know, unfortunately, uh, the world will be forced to take at that time, you know, after the halfway point of uh, into the tribulation. Uh, and the believers that are left over, that they're the ones who are going to be beheaded. They're, they're going to die for their beliefs for Jesus Christ. So yeah. they don't understand that if you're left over and you're, you, you're a believer, sorry, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to face some pretty tough times ahead of you. So yeah. switch over now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now. Yeah. Tough times ahead. Uh, and it was what's interesting about the mark of the beast, right, is that in, in Islam you have what's called the Shahada, uh, which basically is a confession of, of one unto his or her faith, you know, according to the Islamic faith, right? But you also have um, Arabic calligraphy, which is tied to um, a particular mark of the Shahada, uh, which, you know, is placed on the right hand. So you can see. We see a lot of, uh, you know, foreshadowing, if you will, and a lot of um, direct uh, parallels, um, you know, the between is, you know, the Islamic scriptures. faith uh, to be yeah, Islamic, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Uh, did, did, can I ask a question? Did, did you did you uh, did you used to be Islamic? Is that why you know so much, or 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 did you are you converted from that? Or, or I'm just asking because I got a couple of friends that work that 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 do that, and they, they study. They're like. They, they believe in Jesus. They just don't believe that he was a, 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 a the actual God. They believe that, he, they believe that hell, he's a powerful prophet, man. He was very, very strong in his word, but he's just not who right. we think he is. That's what they, that's what they think. But I don't, I don't know. It's hard to get in a conversation with them because they don't like to go that far. They like to say, Hey, let's just keep it at the, we're, we're, we're agree to disagree. That's what they say. And it's like, oh, right. sorry. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of my background, uh, I, I was actually uh, born into a Christian family, and so I held to the Christian faith. Uh, nice. Thank God, you know, all praise to the Lord. Uh, yeah, amen. From a young age. So yeah, but I do have, uh, in terms of like my descendancy, I do have families and relatives who were spread all throughout the Middle East. You know, of course, the Middle East is predominantly uh, um, dominated by Islam. Yeah, so mm. of course you do get that, you know, cultural influence. This and that, but uh, faith-wise, yeah, uh, purely Christian, uh, all praise and thanks to the Lord. Yes, amen. <laughs> yeah, same here. Yeah. So, Heck go yeah. ahead, keep keep going, brother. 
Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, so I just read you know a few scripture verses, right? So so now I'm going to dive you know, directly into this uh, the eschatological figures, right? So in Islam, uh, you're going to have an individual who is going to be the twelfth imam rise up in the end times, and of course this hasn't occurred according to their eschatology yet. And so the, uh, the an imam uh, is basically a ruler, right? So a political ruler and also a, a theocratic ruler. So it's basically two in one. And so this individual will have control over a particular you know, nation or a kingdom, um, whatever it will be during that time. But for the 12th Imam, uh, that is prophesied according to their writings to be uh, the Mahdi, which is an Arabic word, which means the guided one. So they're awaiting this particular political savior uh, who's going to go ahead and unite the entire Islamic world because you do have the Sunni and then the Shia division. Uh, currently as it stands. So he's going to unite the entire Islamic world. Uh, and then the base of, of his um, rule, if you will, um, kingdom, I guess, if you will, which seems like an antiquated word, but it technically will be. And of course, it's going to outreach and become an empire. Uh, but it will actually encompass uh, the Mediterranean region, the Middle East. And then, of course, we know the 10 kings, uh, which are symbolized by the 10 toes on um, Nebuchadnezzar's feet in the statue of Daniel 2, are going to give all their authority to the beast. So I believe that encompasses the entire European Union, you know, possibly more, right? North Africa and the Middle East. And we know that his dominion will surely but slowly be global, right? So they're awaiting this particular individual. And what sets him apart, uh, you know, from other imams of the past is that he's going to literally cause the abomination of desolation. This is what's key is that they're actually expecting him to. And and waiting for him to cause that. So they expect him to allow uh, the Jews to go and build their third holy temple in wow. Jerusalem. They will actually allow him to do that, um, which I believe will be a result of the Daniel 9.27 covenant confirmed by this individual, right? Uh, they expect him to do that because they also expect him to march right in and to take over at some point. So this is, um, uh, you know, one of the stunning points as to why they will allow the Jews to build their temple because they're waiting for their leader to walk in and to rule from there, right? Um, so this is the Mahdi, and, you know, he is this step-by-step-by-step, a perfect template for the Bible's Antichrist. I mean, it just doesn't uh, get any more apparent than that. Yeah, just, um, but, just that just yeah. that right there that you explained, you know, it's that's that's pretty much right on with Daniel 9.27 and right on with what we believe the Antichrist will do as Christians, you know, so... Like I said, we're right. comparing and contrasting, and, and that right there is already, and you said they're already expecting them to do that. And in Matthew 24, Jesus says, you know, when the, des the abomination of desolation happens, that's when the great tribulation starts, right? So, yeah, so they're expecting that, and we're expecting, you know, uh, the Antichrist. So that's that's interesting, but go ahead, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let me, so, yeah, oh, and, and excuse Excuse the fireworks in the background, too, if you guys are hearing any of them. I don't know. Yeah, this is fourth. It's a Saturday. It's the fourth, of, almost the fourth of July. So if you guys hear fireworks, we're sorry. We apologize, man. We're doing our best. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't hear anything in the background. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And and so uh, that's really key in all this. And, you know, another thing, like, in terms of a lot of popular uh, biblical commentary on, like, the identity of the Antichrist or even just his background, uh, we have to understand that. Um, it's it's not set in stone that he will allow the Jews to build the, the third temple as a direct result of confirming the Daniel 9.27 covenant. Uh, but at some point, of course, uh, 
with uh, whether it's within the covenant or not, he's going to allow them to build their temple anyhow. But the thing is, like we have to understand that the uh, Islamic community will never let that happen unless someone who literally has direct influence and authority over them uh, allows them to do so. So just uh, the narration that you know some Western, you know, particularly you know Western European or American leaders are willing to just march in and. Uh, just magically create this peace. I just don't see that as being feasible, you know, politically, especially, you know, this individual has to already have a base of awaited, you know, support. So when he marches in, everyone's going to bow and everyone's going to bend the knee to him and say, yeah, you know, we, we were waiting for you to do this, basically. So I just see that as the only uh, reasonable, you know, biblically speaking way in which you can even have the third temple built. Otherwise, you're going to have you know, God forbid, like bombs going off left and right. We've had so many skirmishes. And I just, you know, it just seems pretty clear that the Methodist is like this um, really perfect, unholy, if you will, but peacemaker who's just ready to walk in. You know, uh, the Islamic community will obey and Israel out of their desperation will obey to just confirm a, a peace agreement just to smoothen things out. You know, although, of course, it's a trap for them. Um, yeah, and so that's, uh, that's pretty much like the uh, the foreknowledge of of the Mahdi, the, the uh, most likely the biblical antichrist, right? And then I also want to quickly jump into the second beast, and arguably the second beast is actually more instrumental in establishing the beast system than the first one, uh, which seems kind of contrary to uh, to you know the mindset of many because we read scripture, we're like, you know, who's the antichrist? What will we do? And the the, the false prophet, right? The second beast, he's mostly you know cast into the shadow, like his identity, eh, you know, it's, it may be important or not, but uh, according to the scripture, he is instrumental uh, in establishing the beast system. And like the Antichrist is the face of the beast system, but the false prophet is going to make everything work and move. He's going to actually enforce everything. And he's the one who's going to uh, deceive the world into worshiping the beast. So, you know, they're both equally dreadful, uh, if you will. Um, okay, and then so also to jump uh, from that point, from the, the first beast, right, then spreads to, uh, you know, in Islamic eschatology is, you know, very similar to who they describe as the Mehdi, right? So now we're going to move on to the Bible's false prophet. And so this individual, the false prophet, um, he is going to be the one. And actually, I want to read a quick a scripture verse on, uh, on the false prophet, if you guys have uh, a minute or two for that. Yeah, always, bro. It's always best okay. to go to the scripture and then and then explain we and explain what you're explaining. That's the best way to do it, bro. We love that. Perfect. Okay, awesome. Yeah, and okay, so I did find the verses here. Here we go. Um, so we're actually going to jump to Jesus' words directly. So blazing red uh, in the Holy Bible. This is from Matthew chapter 24. I'm specifically reading verses 23 through 27. And this is what Jesus said. So this is you know strong, strong, you know, uh, foreshadowing of of um, who the false prophet particularly will be, right? So we know that there have been many lowercase a antichrists uh, throughout history and throughout the scriptures, right? But the antichrist will be the final and ultimate one. He will be the embodiment of them all, if you will, right? And so, of course, there have been many false prophets, right, and false prophets, but the false prophet will be the most dreadful of all the false prophets. And so this gives us insight. So this is what Jesus said, uh, again, Matthew 24, 23 to 27, he said, then if any man shall say unto you, Lo, here is Christ, or there believe it not, for there shall arise false, false Christs and false prophets, and shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. 
Behold, I have told you before, wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he is in the desert, go not forth. Behold, he is in the secret chambers, believe it not. Uh, for as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. And guys, I'm also reading in the KJV uh, version of all the scripture verses. So King James Version, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I was reading the King James Version right now, too. So I was like, yeah, he's right on, Perfect. on with the King James. Um, so... Uh, Go ahead, keep going, and then I'll and I'll and I'll respond to what you're what you're what you're talking about. Okay, awesome, yeah. And so I just want to highlight uh, what what Jesus said uh, in those verses. Right? Um, Wherefore, if they shall say unto you, Behold, he's in the desert; go not forth. Behold, he's in the secret chambers; believe it not. What's really interesting is that um, directly um, jumping into you know, Islamic eschatology and and just contrasting it, right? They're awaiting Jesus to return. Uh, but of course, uh, they refer to Jesus as Isa al-Masih. Um, of course, that's in, in Arabic. Uh, however, they don't view Jesus Christ as the son of God. Uh, they view him as just a great prophet. Um, and of course, we're, we're here to shed light, uh, to bring the good news that he indeed is the son of God. Uh, yes. uh, amen to that. Uh, but the thing is, yes. when Jesus said, behold, he's in the desert, uh, go not forth, right? So uh, this individual, the, the Jesus of Islam, when he's going to arrive, it says he's going to literally descend from the sky uh, to uh, a minaret in Damascus, Syria. And it's actually standing. Uh, you actually have a mosque right there uh, currently in Damascus, Syria. Uh, the white minaret is, is its name. And so he's actually literally going to land there, as I said, from the sky. He's going to descend, which is in the desert. <laughs> so Jesus is actually uh, forewarning everyone in the Bible saying, hey, if they say, here's Jesus in the desert, go not forth. That's wow. not me, guys, right? Wow. Behold, he's in the secret chambers, and this he's is... going to actually literally enter the minaret. This is why uh, it's so they... important as Christians yeah. to listen, because this is this is yeah. the part. I don't mean to interrupt you, but listen, guys. Yeah, no yeah. Okay. This is why it's important, because this Jesus can show up, just like you're talking about. The devil could, you know, somehow have this happen. And the thing is... uh Christians and and they could take the Quran and say, look, see, we know the truth. Yeah. You guys don't know the truth. So when it says that even the elect can be deceived if it were possible, this is what I'm talking about. This this false J Jesus can come and deceive the New Age people because they're they're expecting that. Deceive uh, mm -hmm. the Jews because they're expecting their Messiah, and then deceive the 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 um, the Muslims because he's going to come like this. And they could show you word for word in the Quran. This is what it says. See, this is the real Jesus. And then the ones that are Christian might, a lot of them might, the great falling away in the end times could, could cause that. That's why, like, you know, right. that's why, you know, uh, God could say, I could send you strong delusion, right? That, you know, that's, that has to do with the antichrist. So what he's saying, this is important because you as Christians could fall for this. You know what I mean? That the, the half new age, half Christian people, the people that, you know, like, this you could fall for this, you know. This is this is really true. So this is why it's important. This is why when I was listening to um to the stuff that you sent me, I was just like, God was sending me so much stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so important because people could fall away, mm -hmm. like word for word, if the Quran says this, and then this happens, they could deceive people right. into thinking that this is the time and this is what happened. And, and my you know, Muhammad said this or Allah said this, you know, and it's just like wow. So go, go ahead, brother. I don't want to interrupt, but I think it's vastly yeah, no important, man. Yeah. Yeah. Also interjection. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, this was very eye-opening uh, when, you know, I came across this information. You know, I, I watched several sermons on it. I actually read a book about, you know, Islamic eschatology. And 
It's like, wait a second, this is the same as biblical eschatology in essence, uh, right? Or at least for the most part, but it's just that who they uphold, it's just basically the inverse uh, and then of, Jesus, you know, they say that Jesus ascended to heaven, like, just like, um, like, um, just like Elijah, they oh, said oh, that Elijah, Jesus, yeah. yeah. So, so, so that we know, cause some people probably have no idea. I didn't even know, you know, cause I, I never got d dug into the Quran. Yeah. I've, I've, I've studied so much, but yeah. I haven't done that yet. But <laughs> what they say is Jesus, instead of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, like he did, uh, and rose again after three days, they said that he just ascended to heaven, like Elijah or Enoch basically. Right. And he's just standing. He's right. like, he's like at the right hand of Allah. Like Ooh, we believe why? waiting for, and then he's waiting to come back and then Allah's going to send him back. Right. So this is right. what he's talking about. So that's why Jesus comes back. And, and people might think like, well, if they believe he died on the cross and all that stuff, then what's the problem? But there's a problem because they think he didn't die for our atonement, didn't die for our sins, and that he's mm -hmm. up there with Allah and Allah's going to send him down. Right. So, well, that's still the same story. But it's no, I'm close. It's pretty besides, damn close. Besides so that's the what, gospel, bro, which I is know, the most that's important what I'm saying, part. But, that's, <laughs> but they, they, yeah. they, they believe in Jesus. That's weird to me that they, they, who, you know what I mean? If you're going to believe in him and you have him ascended to the right hand of Allah, which it says he's on the same, that, that's what we believe he's on the right hand of God. That's, that's why it's inverted. That's what he's talking about. Right? I know that's why I inverted. I, I get that, but that, yeah. that's that, that's crazy how You'll you have the some same up, exact okay. story, but they're saying that we don't believe in Jesus because we don't believe that he's God. Yeah. Okay, so the thing is, this is you're gonna have some good information to tell your your brothers at at uh are your 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 partners at um at your job, dude. But they won't ahead, believe bro. this. They won't believe me. <laughs> Show <laughs> them this episode. Go ahead, bro. It don't matter. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, amen. Uh, I love when you guys, uh, you know, jump in because, you know, I love getting your feedback and I want you guys to speak you know, as much as I do. So I don't want to, you know, just have the floor all the time. So, you know, feel free <laughs> you guys talk anytime. Uh, you know, yeah, I want to clear. I'll just okay. clarify a few things here and there because like some stuff that maybe yeah. I didn't know. And maybe some people maybe don't know. They're like, Oh, well, that sounds just like our, our what we believe. But, but, yeah. look, but, but that's crazy because in Jewish, in Jewish, uh, uh, what they believe is nothing like this at all. So, but they still believe in Jesus, though. They still, they still know. Oh, he's, he's their eschatology uh, is their eschatology is like this. They're waiting for a Messiah to come. I know, That's but the, that is he, the Antichrist, he, and I they're know, waiting for a false you, prophet to when, come. But, but when, so, you, when you bring this stuff up, you're like, "Well, yeah, Jesus, Jesus was real." Okay, well, hold on. So you're you're giving me that, right? Boom. Yeah. So now let me move on with you. Okay, now there's so many prophecies that he fulfilled that no one else in it. Look, man, Buddhism say he's cool. Uh 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 Islam, Muslims say he's cool. Islam, it, it's it's all say he's cool, but right, but he says he's the only way. Everyone else says he's just a cool, he's cool, he's cool, but he's the only one that says he's the one. But everyone still gives him props. Every other religion still gives him props. That's that's yeah. what wears me out. You know what I mean? Like, how, how do you not believe in Jesus Christ and, and just have a little bit of faith in that little part where he is God? It's it's not that hard. It's it, it you'll 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 fall right in. You'll you'll be like, oh man, this is crazy. When when you start reading the Bible, and the because the Quran goes what like the first five books of the Torah, the same kind of the same thing, right? It's it's, it's in the Quran. I, I think what what else is in the Quran? They have like the Book of the Prophets and stuff like that, just like how the 
Just like how in that they have Jewish books, right? They have two different books, like like you know how like Jews have the Talmud and they have the the Torah. Yeah, uh, they have the uh, I, the two words. I don't know how to pronounce them. I don't even want to. I'll probably butcher it. So I know that there's the Quran and then there's the is it the Sinu or Sina? Sunnah. I don't know. The Sunnah. Yeah, yeah, so, the Sunnah. Yeah. So it's like it's like Muhammad's yeah. writings and then there's the Quran, which came from Allah, right? So there's two different things, and they and both yeah. of them they, they 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 go off of you know so. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and then so just to go off that point, I mean, it's it's you know becomes. Does, that, does it come from Ishmael? Does that come from Ishmael? Does 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 Islam come from that that brother of 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 Isaac? Of Isaac? But just because God said, He said, "Look, I'm going to make your nation. You're you're you're, you're it will be many. You'll be plenty as well. You know, you're going to be plentiful and rich, just like they will." But does do, yeah. do they do they break off no. and really? Really change that, like like their whole thing. That that's that's insane. How crazy is that? It's a one little one little twist of the of the story, and it's 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 different. It's you mad know, ending, I was, mad different. Yeah. I liken the uh, the situation to like a counterfeit hundred dollar bill, right? Like everything can be exactly the same, but if you have one tiny like digit on the back or one tiny mark that's a little off, good point. Still good point. Right? Good point. So, like, good point. Hundred percent. Get as close to the Bible as you can, but if you just get the gospel wrong, but everything else you know is right, you know, uh, it's still wrong because you get the fundamental truth of it wrong. You know, if you uh, you can good agree point. that Jesus was you know a great person, you know, heal people, you save people, but if you don't believe that he's the Son of God that you know who died for your sins which of course he did for everyone which is the gospel which is yeah. the gospel yeah. so it just yeah, comes back everything to is out the window and they yeah, yeah and you're gonna see that they believe that paul luke matthew mark john all of them are liars is what they would say you know that they're liars so it's just they're, they're pretty much they would just point out so many but you know we'll, we'll get it you you going to keep right. going though I, I don't want to um sure sure yeah yeah, so uh, on that point, actually, that's a really good point. I just want to highlight, like, uh, you know, a lot of individuals who uh, just say from the Old Testament alone, you know, how do you get to the New Testament? Well, the Old Testament actually confirms and proves the New Testament. I mean, you can't read the Old Testament without uh, expecting Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to arrive. I mean, it's it's clearly in your face. You know, the prophecies are everywhere throughout every single one of the books. Uh, like just in Genesis, I believe it's, uh, in chapter 3, verse 16, it said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. You know, who's who's God speaking to? Who's our, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, Job uh, in chapter 19, uh, verse, verse 25 said, at last my Redeemer shall stand on the earth at the latter days. You know, well, when has God the Redeemer stood on earth physically, right? He has to have a son to do that. Um, and, you know, in Isaiah, you know, 9, 6, 7, uh, for unto us a son is born. Right, a, a child is born. Excuse me, for unto us a son is given. You know who is that child? Who's that son? You know, born of the virgin bird. You know, born, uh, of course, in Bethlehem. So I mean, you can't read through the Old Testament um, and then not, you know, expect or have the New Testament if that makes sense. Like uh, a lot of Jewish scholars and Islamic scholars, they try to debunk the New Testament, but they they have to understand that the Old Testament actually confirms the New Testament, yeah. and they perfectly complement and equate each other. You know, course, so I just. Yeah. Uh, with all due respect and love, you know, if you really dive uh, deep into the scriptures, um, you'll, you know, absolutely undoubtedly come to the, the truth. If they're honest about it, that Jesus yeah. Christ is in fact the Son of God.
you gotta and you yeah. gotta like you gotta go through the whole entire Bible, you know, and 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 if you read the Old Testament like you're talking about and all all the scriptures, and, and all of a sudden, if you line everything up, like not just pick mm-hmm. apart one verse to here, one verse, to, if you read all yeah. of it and it comes together, you're gonna find out that it has to be uh Jesus has to be God as well, man. Like right. you, you just have to if you're honest with the scriptures. Yeah, you're gonna uh, see genealogies. That. The genealogies are even important as well. You go through that stuff. It's just, it is un, 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 it's it's you can't you can't fake yeah, it. Once you read the genealogy, you go through it all. Where, where especially where he's been born, what he's a Nazarite, he's an or a Nazarene. He's 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 so many different things that you and yeah, it's, it's crazy. The bloodlines go through. It's just it's just amazingly how you could actually get you like how Luke goes backwards from from you know from Jesus Christ back to Adam how how Matthew who's Jewish he brings the Jewish side of him he's going to go from Abraham who's the first Jew all the way to to Jesus you know Mark doesn't even give him a, a genealogy because he's a servant he's showing you the servant side right. and John is he's showing you the pre-existent one the one that he who, who was who he was before he even was in, in this world that's what John's all about it's you know it's 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 crazy. You could take John and go back to to Genesis, and and the, and the beginning is the Word, and the Word was good, and the Word was, you know, what I'm saying that that stuff is, is 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 insane. It's people right. take the one verse theologies and go crazy with them, but when you you go through the whole everything and line it like you said, like Josh said, line it up, it's it starts to go like it starts to slap you in the face everywhere you go, and you're like, oh Jesus Christ is on every page of this Bible. Yeah, it makes sense. Man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, makes absolutely. Sense. If you're honest, Amen. like you said, if you're honest with the scriptures, and you're honest with yourself, and you, and you just don't, you just, you just see it. It just, it's everywhere. You probably yeah. even see in the Quran. If you start reading the Quran, you probably just see, oh man, this, this is pointing towards a. Uh, how, how do they not see it? How do they not, you know, how do they not figure that part out? Right. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead and keep going with what you got. We don't want to go too veer too off, but sure, sure. Yeah, we're building Jesus, and obviously, like I said, man, we we you know yeah. we we have a a whole thing on the Trinity. If you guys want to go back and check that out, that's a whole podcast. You don't need, we don't need, you don't need to talk about that. We don't need <laughs> to touch on that. It's, it's... <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So jumping right uh, into the false prophet, uh, according to in the Book of Revelation in the Bible, and comparing and contrasting that with. Uh, uh, the return of Jesus in um, the Quran, right? So in the Islamic writings. And what's interesting is, you know, I just want to dive into uh, what it says about the false prophet. And again, he is instrumental in setting up this upcoming global beast system. I mean, this is, uh, this individual will be the one who will literally lead the worship of the beast and he will force the world to worship the beast. And I'm going to go over the timeline of that, you know, throughout the tribulation of, as to how he will do that. Uh, but just quickly before we get into that, uh, it says in Revelation uh, chapter 13, verses 11 uh, through 18, it says, And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. I think right there that's a clear giveaway, right? He had two horns like a lamb. You know, why is that detail given, right? It's, it's pretty clear cut that this individual you know, the lamb, uh, scripturally, it's only uh, brought up when speaking about Jesus, right? The slain lamb of God, the, uh, the pure yeah. and innocent lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world mm-hmm. for all of our sin. Mm-hmm. So this this false prophet, right, this, this second beast, he had two horns like a lamb. 
you know, so is he going to appear to be like a lamb, meaning like Jesus? So is he going to look like him? You know, it's, it's some uh, interesting insight. You know, it's something to just keep in mind, right? Yeah, he and has. Any- he, he looks like a lamb, but he's got the horns, right? So he looks like a lamb, yeah. but he's the devil. You know what I mean? Like, like devilish, right? right. So the lamb is like, exactly. oh, yeah, innocent, right? And then it has horn. You don't have a lamb with horns, so you guys got to understand that it's not. He's a a giant deceiver, right. right? Like you said, man. Correct. Very, very, very good points there, bro. Yeah. So he's he's basically going to be this false prophet. Will be a counterfeit or the counterfeit lamb. Uh, right so you know this clear cut that he will be the you know jesus imposter of his time you know of course there have been many who have claimed to be jesus christ all throughout you know uh, history since you know jesus died uh was buried in rose and after that you've had so many imposters but this one is going to be the closest uh to um pretending to be jesus and actually will deceive the world to uh to worship the beast to obey him Right. And uh, this is like a big uh, warning sign to a lot of um, people who identify with Christianity, just, uh, you know, religion wise. But, you know, they don't have the faith in terms of repentance. They've never actually uh, bowed onto Jesus literally as the Lord of their life. Right. Uh, again. And, you know, Josh, you highlighted this. Um, there's going to come strong deception in the end times. And, uh, you know, these two beasts, they're not going to look all dreadful and terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come with red tights and pointy horns with a pitchfork they're actually going to appear to save the world that's just literally the the condition that the world will be in but they are complete deceivers they'll probably um, look like and, uh caesar borgia, borgia you know like the picture of jesus that everybody like sees and thinks jesus looks like they could even come yeah. in looking like that you know and like this is jesus you know like which right. that's where they got the picture from was 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 that was a Borgia a gentleman that was part of the Borgia family, which is like uh, I believe that's what it is. I'm not mistaken. I might be mistaken, but uh, you know, I think they took that picture from one of the uh, uh, popes, basically, and then they just made <laughs> Jesus look like that, and that would be something that would probably happen, in my opinion. Right. Yeah, and then uh, just to to finish up the verses on. Uh... It says, and he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them which dwell, uh, dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now, uh, a lot of people talk about this upcoming, uh, you know, supposed resurrection um, of the first beast, right, of the Antichrist. And, uh, you know, of course, this is all going to be pure deception. But, you know, the enemy, the dragon, he wants to, in the Antichrist means, uh, not only against Christ, but also in place of Christ, right? So he wants to completely replace the true Christ, the Son of God, right? And he wants to be the head and face of worship for the entire planet. And he wants this, you know, a false prophet, Jesus imposter, to actually uh, lead the worship of him, right, of himself. And so it, it seems like he's going to pull off what seems to be a, a false resurrection, if you will, or the appearance of a resurrection, where uh, he had supposedly received a deadly wound, and supposedly, you know, he was healed. Of course, it's all going to be trickery. Uh, and we know, of course, Satan the dragon has the ability to, to an extent, uh, with God's allowance, perform, uh, you know, some supernatural occurrences. Uh, of course, this will be a falsified, you know, um, uh, occurrence. But, but the world is going to be, you know, amazed. They're going to marvel at the beast, right? And so this is the trigger for when the false prophet will say, okay, everyone now worship the beast. You know, what more evidence do you guys need, right? Here's the image of the beast, um, and everyone bowed down to the image. And then sooner 
than that, possibly you'll even have the mark of the beast in which will be enforced on the whole world. Uh, but on that note, I want to jump into what in the Islamic eschatologist says about this, right? So uh, for the time of the tribulation, so you have at the beginning of the tribulation, so at the very start of it, you have uh, this Mehdi figure, right? So the 12th Imam, he's going to confirm the covenant with many, uh, as we see in, in, in the Bible, of course, in Daniel 9.27. So that starts off the tribulation period. So three and a half years into it, so at the halfway point of the tribulation, uh, and we're going to jump into this uh, momentarily, but you're going to have the two witnesses, I firmly believe, uh, both of their ministry uh, during the first three and a half years of the tribulation at the same time, while, you know, God's judgment, the seals judgments are opening and unraveling and you have all this judgment and chaos and destruction, right? The tribulation is a terrible time of judgment and destruction, right? So uh, at the same time, uh, the sneaky answer will be rising to power, solidifying, you know, political alliances. He will literally be making war against, you know, many different nations. We read all that uh, in Daniel chapter 11. I mean, there are so many passages, passages upon passages of, uh, you know, he went to a war with the north and a war with the south. And ultimately, you know, he conquered them, etc. Right. So we know his dominion will slowly but surely uh, become global. So all the way until the three and a half year mark. Um, so some at some point before the halfway point, you have um, uh, the Jesus of Islam, right, who we can firmly conclude is actually the false prophet, according to the Bible, right? Um, and he will actually descend and join the army of the Antichrist. He will actually aid and assist him. Mm. And what's interesting, and we actually read this in scripture uh, about the two witnesses, is that the world will hate the two witnesses uh, uh, by large part, right? Of course, yep. those... Who, who, uh, do you, who, do you think, who do you think the two witnesses are, in your opinion? And that's my question to you, if you want to answer that. Sure, yeah. Uh, so I do uh, strongly infer, just based on, plainly based on what Scripture says, that the two witnesses will be Moses and Elijah. Uh, and uh, I just go based on the Scriptures for that. I agree um, with you. I, yeah, I thought Enoch and Elijah, you know, it's, it, you know, we don't know for sure. So yeah. it, it may, it may be, uh, you know, one or two other individuals, but it just says, you know, these are the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. And uh, when you go to, uh, that's in Revelation, when you go to Matthew 17, that and behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias yeah. talking with him, with Jesus. Yeah. So if you read into it. And they knew him. Very they knew Jesus, right? And Jesus knew them, right? And yeah. Peter, and, and uh, he brought Peter with John, like they're all there. Like, and then uh, even God, the father was saying, this is my son who I am well pleased, you know, like they're all there, you know, right. involved. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, in Numbers, uh, God says he spoke to uh, Moses mouth to mouth, right? I, I, I come to other prophets, mm -hmm. you know, by vision, by dreams, but I speak to Moses mouth to mouth. There's some um, importance there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, man. And and uh, I think Ryan Peterson was saying, I can't remember what Ryan Peterson said on our show, bro, when he when we asked him that question, but he, has, he, he had an interesting take. And then uh, Gary Wayne had an interesting take. He, he thought it was um, Enoch. And Elijah and I never heard anybody say that. I always thought it was Moses and Elijah always, but the mm -hmm. thing is, sometimes at church you hear this stuff and you hear it from different pastors all the time that you're just like, oh, it has to be them. But you can't do that. You gotta like go search for yourself. So when I search for myself, I'm right. like, wow, it, it it doesn't say exactly who it is, but you know, <laughs> some people act like it is them for sure when we don't know, right? So it's very interesting. Right. But 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 go ahead, brother. 
Very true, yeah. Um, of course, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, they point to Enoch and Elijah, which, of course, uh, is certainly, you know, very possible. Uh, they refer to the verse which says, uh, you know, it's appointed unto uh, to man to die once, right? But I don't take that, you know, uh, to mean, like, everyone has to die once, because we know the rapture generation, those who yeah. are raptured will yeah. never face death, right? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like, um, Lazarus, you know, Jesus... Uh, well, Lazarus died, Jesus rose him from the dead, right? And then uh, ultimately Lazarus ended up dying again a second time. So I don't take that to, to be a literal statement, like an enforcement of everyone must, you know, must die once. But yeah. again, you know, this is open to interpretation and discussion. But in terms of the roles and in terms of how they're described in Revelation, like what these two witnesses will do, it seems very likely that they will be Moses and Elijah. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and so on that point, you know, Moses and Elijah, they will be hated by the entire world. Uh, of course, uh, in large part, uh, the uh, Jewish community, you know, Israel will accept them and uh, will go ahead and um, allow them to, you know, lead them to repentance. And, you know, of course, they'll be leading the, the worship in the third temple, you know, making sacrifices and, and offerings to God, just like in the days of the Old Testament, you know, slowly but surely bringing them to faith in Christ, right? Yeah. Um, but the world will, you know, be completely abhorred by them. Uh, and they will, you know, the world being worldly as it is, uh, will be completely deceived by the two beasts and will, you know, follow them, which is why we read, you know, when the two witnesses are, uh, they, they will be martyred uh, at the halfway point of the tribulation, I firmly believe, um, the world is going to actually literally rejoice. They're going to send each other gifts, right? They're going to literally party, which seems very dreadful. And, you know, of course, it is sad and terrible. Uh, but it's just, it's because uh, they were forcing everyone to repent. They wanted to lead everyone to repentance to come to the one true God. And, you know, people being disobedient as, you know, for large part they are, uh, were uh, to, well, will remain disobedient, right? Uh, but this is key uh, in terms of, we're at the halfway point of the, of the tribulation, um, that Moses and Elijah, right? So we view, if the two witnesses are assuming that they are Moses and Elijah, right? We view them as an equal playing field, right? Two faithful prophets of God. But we have to understand that uh, the Israelites, they rejected Jesus Christ as the Son of God, right? As the Messiah, unfortunately. Uh, of course, we know that the tribulation is coming up and many, uh, thank God, praise the Lord, will come to faith in Christ then. So amen to that. Yes, um, however, to that sure. they're not going to view Moses and Elijah as an equal playing field, right? So like, just think of like Jesus and John the Baptist. I think it's a great parallel for how the Jews will um, receive the two witnesses. It's not going to be an equal relationship. They're going to view uh, one as higher than the other. Um, just like John the Baptist, he uh, came in spirit and power of Elijah, right? So he led the way, he paved the way for the coming of the Messiah, who we know is Jesus, the Son of God. Um, again, they reject that. So when Elijah comes along, and I'm sure the two witnesses, uh, they will reveal who they are to the Jews. So when Elijah comes on the scene, uh, they're going to expect him to prepare their hearts for their coming Messiah. So uh, this is me, you know, reading into the scriptures, right? This is yeah. not thus say the Lord, this is speculative. But yeah. I think when Moses comes on the scene and, you know, just knowing the, um, dare I say, like low expectations of the Jews today of who they hail their Messiah to be, they will literally accept someone who's very knowledgeable in the Torah, right? And who's just very likable. They're not expecting God in the flesh. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately not, but, uh, they're expecting a man, you know, anointed with the Holy Spirit, uh, just just a regular man who's 
led by God, just like in days of old, to lead them, right? Um, and so I think when Moses comes along, you have Elijah, and they'll be like, no way. So that means the coming of our Messiah is close, right? That's how they'll see it. Yeah. Of course, we know that almost 2,000 years ago, it was John the Baptist and Jesus. They missed it. Sadly, yeah. they missed it. But I think they're going to hail Moses as their Messiah. Uh, not saying they're going to coordinate him or anything like that, but I think they're going to hold both of them, especially Moses, in very high regard. Which they do uh, already, right? They do right now. You know, if it's Moses, they're like, right now they hold Moses to high regard, yeah. like like the Torah, you know, like, I mean, they, they hold Moses to high regard yeah. as it is, right? That's a very good point. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason why I'm uh, reading into this, right, and, and this is, again, just a speculative, you know, end times viewpoint on my part, uh, just like trying to really study into it and like, uh, you know, the roles and what's going to happen, because uh, in Islamic eschatology, they're awaiting uh, not only uh, the 12th Imam, right, the Mahdi, and also the return of Jesus, who they refer to as Isa, but they're also awaiting a third individual as the Dajjal, uh, which is an Arabic word, which means deceiver. So they're expecting this deceiver who will literally, um, at that time, and of course we know that time is a tribulation period, uh, will be hailed as a Jewish Messiah. And this individual, what's really, really interesting, um, is going to be the one who's going to go you know, all throughout Israel and says all throughout the world, preaching repentance and, and you know, preaching Judaism, basically, like Judeo-Christian ethics, leading people to repentance, basically preparing their hearts for the coming, the second coming of Christ, essentially. And, you know, it just, it seems very interesting because a lot of people who, you know, commentate on Islamic eschatology, they're like, wait, the Dajjal, that's possibly Jesus Christ, right, the Son of God. But I just find that to be a very unlikely scenario because we know that Jesus is not returning until at the very end of the tribulation yeah. at the second coming. And that fulfills Zechariah uh, chapter 12, verse 10, right? They shall mm-hmm. mourn for him as an only son, so they're not going to see the Lord until at the very end when they mourn for him, right? When it comes to destroy the, the two beasts and the beast system. Um, and amen to that. But yes, uh, we know that the two beasts, right? Thanks for the false prophet. They're going to literally kill this Dajjal figure, this individual. And a lot of uh, Islamic scholars say that uh, the Dajjal is referring to an oppressive system, right? This is very like a Jewish-centered, if you will, like Zionist system of oppression. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but most scholars, uh, they're in agreement that it's actually an individual who's the embodiment of that system. So, again, reading through the scriptures and, and according to what Islamic eschatology says, this Dajjal figure is uh, going to be most definitely an individual. And it says that Isa, right, uh, who we know as the false prophet, will literally kill uh, this individual, the Dajjal, and his followers who are present with him. Uh, hence, the two witnesses. And the 144,000 witnesses, right? I mean, it's just a perfect fit. Uh, that really blew my mind when I uh, really looked into it. Uh, that but blows my is, mind too, bro, what you're saying, because it, it would be Moses that they would yeah. kill, right? And they also end up, Elijah ends up getting killed too, you know? Yeah, and there's this really, you know, gem of a uh, of a Bible prophecy in Zechariah chapter 11. I want to read that to you guys, uh, verses 15 through 17. And this is, uh, I would say, a widely overlooked prophecy, end times prophecy, which a lot of people, uh, they don't make a direct connection, or if they do, it's sort of like a loose connection. But, but I want to read because uh, really quickly, uh, the, uh, who the Muslims refer to as the Dajjal, right? Uh, in terms of his physical um, characteristics, they describe him as this um, really unbalanced individual. You know, he's rough, he's brutish. Uh, and he's literally going to 
uh, be blind in one eye. Like his his right eye will literally be darkened. Uh, and then, so we read in Zechariah, and this is the Old Testament, which is even more mind-blowing, of course. But again, Zechariah 11, 15 through 17, we read, And the Lord said unto me, Take unto thee yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd. For lo, I will raise up a shepherd in the land, which shall not visit those that be cut off. Neither shall seek the young one, nor heal that that is broken, nor feed that that standeth still. But he shall eat the flesh of the fat, and tear, the claws, tear their claws in pieces. Both to the idle shepherd that leadeth the flock, the sword shall be upon his arm and upon his right eye. His arm shall be clean dried up and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. And it's like it's a direct prophecy, you know, describing the physical image of this Bajal figure who Islam describes. Now, I'm not saying uh, necessarily that, you know, Moses, one of the two witnesses, uh, again, assuming that he's one of the two witnesses, we don't know uh, for certain, but assuming that he is. Uh, not saying that he is a foolish shepherd, but the way it's worded it says, take unto thee yet the instrument of a foolish shepherd, so appear to be one. Uh, for all practical purposes, that's, it seems like that will be the Lord's will for him. Uh, and it seems like it says, uh, once again, his arms shall be clean, dried up, and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. It seems like, unfortunately, Moses is going to suffer, you know, some sort of damage, you know, possibly survive like an explosion or something, because we know that uh, the Islamic faith is hostile towards the Jewish faith, let alone instituting, you know, animal sacrifices in the third temple, you know, on the Temple Mount. You can imagine there would still be a lot of hostilities even after the Antichrist confirms a peace covenant, right? Uh, and then uh, there's another uh, verse that says, for the uh, two witnesses, um, I'm going to just quickly give you, you know, an excerpt of this verse. This is from Revelation uh, chapter 11. Um, verses three to seven, but I'm going to go, I think, I think this is probably verse five or six. Uh, it says, and if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Talking about the two witnesses, right? Well, why is it saying that, right? Why did the Lord give us uh, this portion of the verse? It's interesting. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Well, that implies that people will try to hurt them, right? So people try to hurt the two witnesses. So we can possibly... Again, speculation, right? But we can possibly link Zechariah 11, which you just read, you know, the take on the, the instruments of a foolish shepherd, you know, with the, the right eye uh, darkened and, you know, arm clean dreaded. We can uh, equate that to what Moses will unfortunately go through. Uh, but, you know, the Lord's will be done, of course, in which I think they're going to try to, you know, literally take them out uh, even before their 1,360 days of ministry is finished. So I think he's going to literally take on this appearance who Islam describes as the Dajjal. And so they're going to say, oh, it's that guy, you know, who wow. the world will very coincidentally. The deceiver hate. is what they call him, right? The deceiver, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. That's what and, it means. Wow. wow. Yeah. And of course, Elijah will be right there by his side. And I mean, what what a powerful uh, team up. I mean, you can imagine Moses and Elijah side by side. I mean, that just blows my mind. I mean, I sort of wish I was there, but. I'm glad that the Lord will have raptured us beforehand, you know, but <laughs> yeah, let's, it's, let's, it's such a wild time. Let's pray the rapture's pre, you know, because everybody, <laughs> there's there's a lot of different yeah. interpretations of that. Some people will say, well, we know, and I'm like, no, you know, that's, I pray to God, please, Lord, please let there be a pre, because man, when you start studying yeah. this stuff, you're like, it gets crazy. Yeah, amen. Yeah, and then, you know, on that note, um, I always read uh, Revelation uh, chapter 5, uh, verses 9 and 10, um, as yeah, you know, sure biblical proof of the pre-tribulation rapture, um, which says, 
I can just quickly send that for you. Um, Some people believe that the Zachariah verse that you went over is describing the Antichrist because I've heard uh, Robert Breaker go over that uh -huh. before and say that there was some people in history right. that had a, a you know like a, a messed up eye and a, and a messed up hand like Hitler and other people like they were like antichrist right. figures so yeah so some people do believe that some people do believe like what, what you're saying so just just kind of throwing that out there i i have heard some people uh refer to zachariah uh verse 11 uh you know pretty much the whole all the verses you went over 11 uh that ending part about the black guy the the idol shepherd some people believe that is the actual right. Antichrist. But yeah, man, you're connecting yeah. it really well, bro. With You're doing a great job yeah. of connecting this with the eschatology of, of, of Islamic eschatology. It's really interesting, man. Side to yeah, side. Thank you. I, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you. Um, sure. And I can see why they do that for, for Zechariah chapter 11, uh, because it says, you know, woe to the idol shepherd. So the Antichrist will literally be the idol shepherd. So absolutely. But it just when we directly want to, you know, compare it to Islam, who's described mm -hmm. as a result, this is all, you know, assuming that Islamic eschatology will in fact play out. And it's the Bible is, uh, you know, basically describing the same situation, just uh, with, you know, those who are faithful to God uh, versus rather than those who hold to, you know, the Islamic writings and traditions. Yeah. Uh, you know, taking that into account, I think it's actually a, a more accurate description of. Uh, one of the two witnesses, which is, yeah, you know, again, it's really, it, speculation, but I think it's yeah, mind-blowing to it lines when you up, start, like, really digging in deep. Yeah. yeah. And then quickly, you know, since you brought up the, the rapture, you know, it's really interesting because I was digging through the scriptures for like pre-tribulation uh, rapture proof. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, scriptures are uh, debated, but I think Revelation 5, 9, 10 just speaks to my heart. And, you know, I think that's a solid proof right there. If you guys want to go quickly, um, really short. Yeah, Revelation 5, 9 through 10. Yeah, um, I really, really love this verse. And this actually gives us some uh, additional, you know, end time insight, which I love. Uh, okay, so it is, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read it. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the look and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. Uh, yeah, amen to that. And, you know, specifically, that's uh, that's the uh, 24 elders, right, who are saying that. And what's interesting, when you take into account the wording, right, for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood. And then the wording right after that, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. So, you know, that I think is a clear indicator that with the 24 elders, you have everyone who's redeemed by Christ's blood. So who is that, right? That's the entire church, uh, God willing. And this is in Revelation chapter 5, before the first seal's judgment is opened. So and, uh, before the tribulation begins. So I think, boom, right there is. It's also amazing that there's 24 elders in heaven. This is this is insane. Like this, it opens up so much stuff, and it's and it's and it says 20. They're in 24 yeah. seats, but if you take the word seats and you go back to the Greek, it's actually 24 thrones. So they right. aren't like you know. Some people would say, well, they're like the. Some people would say, like, well, it's the main pastors of our times that that are the elders in, <laughs> in heaven. Nah, man, these are thrones. Like these are principalities. Right. Like these are thrones that they're sitting on. So it gets. I mean, why there's like you think of the um, 
you think of the uh, amazingness of that, dude, that there's 24 elders in heaven, right? Like, I never yeah. thought of this before I read Revelation, and I never thought of this before I started digging deep and studying because it's like they're sitting on thrones as well, you know? So they're like, a, it's like the divine council almost, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but go, and, go yeah. Ahead, bro. really interesting, man. Very interesting. Sure, and the fact here, that man. it says, yeah, absolutely. And the fact that it says out of every kindred and tongue and people nation, uh, I just think it's you know impossible for 24, because we know the 24 elders will be 24 individuals, right? blood-bought saints, which is very clear in the detail, but I think it's impossible for, you know, 24 individuals to represent or embody all the tribes and tongues and people and nation of, you know, on earth who have ever lived of all humanity. So I think that's a clear indicator that that right there is the entire church. So all of Christ's faithful, all the redeemed right there with, you know, Jesus around the throne before the tribulation begins. So I think that right there is clear proof. So, Interesting, um, yeah. you know, Lord willing, amen. Um, please yeah. God <laughs> yeah please Lord <laughs> yeah because you know Christ took you know he took the payment of our sins upon all upon himself on the cross so we yes, have sir. no business being here you know during the tribulation period to go through you know wrath like as did Sodom and Gomorrah right so just like Lot just like Noah uh, the Lord is faithful and true so he will he will rescue us exactly when the time is right so I think that's yeah just before the destruction comes in you know, I just pray for the, the, the world who will be left behind for that time. Oh, yeah, uh, it man. will be a tumultuous, terrible time. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, so with that said, so then we have, you know, uh, moving back into our discussion about like the timing of the tribulation, right? We have the, at this point, it's the halfway point of the tribulation. You have the Antichrist, you have the false prophet. You know, unfortunately, they were killed uh, by uh, Moses and Elijah, excuse me, were killed by the two beasts. So it's really cool because you're going to have like a face-off, you know, this like the little kid in me is like excited in a way. It's like a, a theatrical or like cinematic scenario for me. You have like a two beats versus the two witnesses. Uh, but, you know, it's actually going to go down that way. But unfortunately, you know, God willing, the two witnesses will be taken out of the way. And of course, they will ascend into heaven after three and a half days, right? But then this is when the, the first beast will cause the abomination of desolation, right? In which the Muslims expect and, and await him to do because they literally expect their 12th imam to march into the third temple and at some point, right, to go ahead and consolidate control and global control, by the way, from within the temple. Okay, so, and what's going to happen, this is where the false prophet really comes in and uh, really plays his role, right? And it's it's pretty uh, amazing to understand that this beast system, right, with the beheadings as we went over in scripture before, it seems pretty clear it's going to be this global, you know, oppressive caliphate is what it essentially will be of this, you know, uh, you know, relatively underdog religion, Islam, who, uh, you know, the news media and whatnot, they give it, um, you know, with all due respect, like uh, an underdog sort of appearance, you know, it's it's being oppressed and whatnot. So it's, it's going to be like a comeback sort of scenario, which they're going to take over the world. And uh, relating that to um, the prophecies, particularly according to, you know, Daniel to the statue of the, the ten toes made of iron and clay, uh, it's going to be the revived Roman Empire, right? So that's going to encompass, you know, all of Europe, um, North Africa, and the Middle East. What's interesting about that is that the latest uh, empire, if you will, um, after the Roman Empire, the Western half fell, you had the Byzantine Empire, of course, in the East, which thrived for longer. But then after that, you had the Ottoman Empire, which actually stretched farther into the Middle East as well, which uh, had conquered, you know, all of Jerusalem. 
Um, so I think this beast system, particularly land-wise, right, territory-wise, I think, uh, you know, more uh, correctly, it, of course, it's going to encompass, take over the entire region of the former uh, Roman Empire at its apex, but I think more specifically and religious-wise, it's going to be a reinvigoration of the Ottoman Empire is ultimately what I think it will be. Um, and we're going to read into that because the beast, right, if we go into um, the book of Daniel, and I'm just, I'm not going over verses right now, but I'm just, just going based on recollection of what Daniel writes, right? Uh, in his prophecies, he says that, you know, when this is talking about the Grecian Empire, uh, when Alexander the Great rose, you had um, you had three horns, right? And then out of one of the horns, you have a little horn rising up. Well, that's actually symbolic of the Antichrist. So the area of the Grecian Empire um, back in the day in which you had that pompous little horn symbolizing Alexander the Great, that's actually a prophetic for the Antichrist as well. So you'll be rising up from more or less the same region, which I believe if we can pinpoint it, uh, will be the, the nation of Turkey, which I think is the exact nation that people rise up from. Uh, which again is speculation, but I think according to the prophecy, uh, that may possibly be the, the case, right? Um, but anyhow, so then the false prophet, right? So what he's going to do is that in Islam, you have what's called the jizya tax. And the jizya tax is basically if someone refuses to convert to the Islamic faith, right? Uh, they are obliged to pay a particular extra sum of money known as the jizya tax uh, to, their, uh, to their Muslim landlord, right? Um, so, so the false prophet, right, he is essentially going to abolish the entire Jizya tax. He's going to uh, get rid of it completely. And what that means is um, that global Sharia law will be enforced at that point. So that means that there's no more mercy, right? So th there's not going to be any uh, payout or pay up, I should say, option, right? So it's either going to be convert or that's it, which is where we see the beheadings coming in, uh, unfortunately, for the world, right? Um, so it's going to be that situation. This is after the abomination of desolation, and this is after the, the beast supposedly is, is healed from the wound. And of course, many people, most of the people worldwide, sadly at this time, they will willingly choose to worship the beast, right? Uh, you know, but, you know, for those, of course, whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, who we know will be faithful to Christ, I mean, again, it's going to be a terrible time, but the false prophet will force everyone uh, to take this particular mark. And um, what's interesting, because in Islamic eschatology, and I sent you one of the videos, it was like a long documentary, like an hour long, discussing the rise of, you know, the Mahdi, who uh, we can equate to the Bible's Antichrist, right? And his reign will be very high tech. Like, it's, it's going to utilize, we see a lot of uh, discussion about AI, you know, how, of course, AI is advancing by the day. Um, uh, you know, I think his his rule, his dominion will definitely be technocratic and it's going to be beyond what we even have today or, you know, it's going to be technology that we don't even know about yet. So I think the image of the beast, uh, there's a lot of speculation about that, but you know, it's very possible it can be a hologram. You know, it's very yeah. possible, like, how can an image speak? How can it see? How can it move around? I think it's going to straight up be a hologram, which sounds like a movie, but yeah. I think that's what it will be. In terms of the mark, um, I think that's going to be yeah, you know, something we don't know yet, something we don't have. You know, I don't think it's going to be hard to get. You know, I think it's going to be something like you just go down the street, maybe to a local grocery store. You know, God forbid it's going to be easy <laughs> to receive. But yeah, right. but I think it's something that's going to be relatively painless and just simple 
and it's it's electronic. So I think it's tied to everything like internally in terms of like like your bodily functions, in terms in terms of, of course, you know, your bank account, in terms of possibly social media, you know, other accounts, this and that. So it's going to be an extremely um, you know, impressively technocratic society. So it's not going to be uh, I don't think utilizing technology that we've seen today or or even if it does, it's it's going to be, you know, so beyond uh, what we have today that it's going to be very compelling. And I think that plays into the strong delusion, right? And yeah. So the false get rid of everything. Yeah, get, get it will get rid of everything that you need. You know, I think it would get rid of your phone. I think it would get rid of everything. And I think you'd be able yeah. to make phone calls with it. You know, I think it's going to be like almost like a um, advanced system like you're talking about, your bank account your health, it'll tell you if you're sick, if you need a vaccine, it'll tell you everything. And also if your kid gets stolen or your child gets stolen or kidnapped, you'll be able to tell you exactly where your kid is at. No one will be able to steal your credit. No one will be able to steal your money because it's all tied to your hand. There's just so many different uh, features and benefits that they'll probably be able to throw in there to where it just takes care of everything. And and as we know, the digital currency is here. Um, they're they're going to move into you know obviously yeah. we know the one world government that that the antichrist is going to rule is is here you know and they're just practicing right now. That's why they keep having all these uh, mock uh, 2019 thing that happened. This is the YouTube, so I'm just going to say mm-hmm. everything that happened there. It's like a mock to find out who's going to bow down to it and who's not what they have to take away mm-hmm. to make you bow down to the beast system or you know or bow down to the mark of the beast it's just it's they're they're playing they're already trying they're already putting out basically all the chess pieces they're moving forward and and it is very like i like we said man it seems like it's very close you know uh, yeah. only, only the father knows but i'm just saying you know no man knows but it seems like it's getting close yeah for sure and you know, a lot of people may contemplate because, you know, this whole mark of the beast, um, keep in mind, these are the words of, of the Lord right in, in the scriptures as we read. But uh, when it comes around, people are going to view it as, a, you know, the best thing ever. Like we have smartphones, you know, it's awesome. And, you know, n- not saying that technology we have is, is the mark or even linked to the mark, but they're going to view it as like a great advantage. It's like civilization has taken its next step. You know, that's what the world's going to uh, hail this mark of the beast, unfortunately. And you know, the world is in large part going to be head over heels for the Antichrist. You know, being, uh, I think the best, once again, the best archetype in the Bible is King Solomon, who just brought Israel this wonderful time of peace and prosperity. And, you know, people are going to be like, you know, what's the big deal? Who would who would be against it, right? Or who would even want to rise up? Who would even, uh, you know, be defiant? Uh, they'll view, you know, those who turn to the real Christ, the Son of God, as, you know, possibly being bigoted or, you know, being rebellious and, non-compliant but you know someone may ask like you know what's wrong with uh, with all this right even if like you know islam will bring this you know uh really structured uh lawful if you will to an extent you know world peace you know what's wrong with it? and ultimately what's wrong is because it's not the truth what's wrong is that it, it's it's the denial of the gospel right it's yeah. a worldly religion you know of course as there are many worldly you know religions and institutions today it just Ultimately, that's what it comes down to, right? Even if it's successful or compel, uh, you know, compelling uh, in the worldly sense, yeah. But spiritually, it's dead, right? Spiritually, it's if it's in denial of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, uh, we know that uh, it's just a dead end. Of course, you know, because a lot of people feel like they want to approach things from a very worldly perspective. They say, "Well, what's wrong with that? You know, civilization will be advancing this and that." 
but again, if it's all in denial of the sun, then of course uh, it's just a trap, which is ultimately what it will be the strong delusion. And uh, let's keep in mind that you know uh, the Lord God He will send a strong delusion upon the world. So this whole Antichrist, you know, beast system coming up again, I strongly think that it will be the uh, the global coming Islamic caliphate, right, led by the the two beasts. Uh, in which Antichrist will be the face of it, but this is all a judgment against the world, right? This is not going to be something for the goodness of mankind. This is actually a judgment so people will believe the lies, you know, sad to say, uh, for the individuals left behind. But, um, yeah, we pray for them, and we just want to make sure, you know, don't uh, don't get ahead of yourself in thinking that this is you know, humanity taking a, a great leap of advancement. It's not. This is God's judgment. Yes, it's it's all because of the denial of the son. We already have the Abrahamic family house too, three in one, a mosque, a church, a synagogue, and uh, you know that's that's built and it's it's there, ready for the one world religion, you know, and um, it's 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 just really uh, we see it happening, you know, and they're accepting it. We want to all pray together. You all want to be together, you know, all in the same church, and and uh, no matter how we look at it, you know. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. So it ain't going to work. Yeah. You know, there's only one way to heaven, you know, one way, one way to the father, but yeah, bro. This Take is, your face at the door. That's what yes, I'll say. Such an interesting uh, episode that, that, that you just put together, bro. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And you know, the final you know point about Islam is like this, this whole like uh, uh, basis uh, for the Islamic faith. Right with with all the love and respect, right? Um, it's it originates from you know the dragon's counterfeit of God the Father. Like everything that God does, the enemy wants to counterfeit his own version uh, and have his own version, right? So God has his own word, so the the enemy wants to have his version of the, you know his own word, right? Uh, you know God the Father has his own book. It's called the Holy Bible. Well, the enemy wants to have his own book, right? So and then you know God the Father has his lineage for his son you know, who was born. Of course, we know that he's Jesus Christ. So then he wants the lineage for his coming, you know, ruler, right? So the Antichrist. So we can trace it all the way back, you know, even uh, according to um, this descendancy, right? So the generations in the Bible from Adam and Eve, right? We had Cain and Abel, right? So of course, Abel was the obedient younger brother, right? And then um, you had Cain, uh, the rebellious older brother, right? And then so if you keep going down the line, and then we had Abraham, right? We have we have Isaac, and then you had Ishmael, then you had of course Jacob and Esau. So you have these like this very two like split uh, uh, descendants of, of you know the obedient versus the disobedient, just to put it blatantly, right? And it's just interesting because the way Islam puts it is that you know Jesus is going to come, and then the Messiah is going to come. So you're going to have uh, you're going to have you know the the lineage from um, Abraham the Ishmael and Esau, and then you're going to have Isaac and Jacob come. They're going to basically meet and be in harmony. So it's it's going to be a really strong deception. And we know that that's not the case. You know, only the obedient have continued. It's only Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And ultimately, you know, uh, God's son came through that lineage from the, the lineage of David through the tribe of Judah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's Jesus Christ. Yes. So, yeah. So it's, a, it's an age-old cosmic uh you know genesis genesis 315 man if you just look at that it's it's basically setting up the 
the the cosmic battle you know what i mean and it's just it's like a chess yeah. chess moves just keep happening and the devil just has you know he's very smart and intelligent obviously you know and and um he just keeps on making moves god makes moves but obviously god knows already the the past the future the present you know the devil doesn't know the future but the devil definitely right. knows the past and has a great you know and he knows how people act and you know what what we um be tempted with and i think he's just trying to build an army with transhumanism <laughs> Uh, you know, the Nephilim, yeah. you try to build, you know, you got the demons out of that. Uh, if you believe the book of Enoch, I don't know, that's it's extra biblical text, but you know, the demons, he's got he's trying to build an army however he can. But what you're talking about also in the end, uh, Islam is is like you said, they're gonna you either worship, you know, you you convert to Islam or you're gonna die, right? So uh right. that's what we have. We have a, a giant army when Jesus returns that are all against Jesus, right? So it's like there's a deception there to all the people that are here for them to believe all this stuff and think that Jesus is the enemy. You know, there's a lot of uh, UFOology that that points towards them uh, believing that 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 Jesus is the enemy and that that these people came. You know, they're the good people. So if you look into New Age and not even Islam, I'm talking about the New Age people and all that. They're going to be fooled by thinking that uh, you know um, mm -hmm. that antichrist is is coming in love right and peace they're gonna they're gonna fall for it there's a lot of different religions that are gonna fall for it right um and and we just that's why we have to be uh diligent and study our word you know so that we're not deceived you know if you if you don't study your word and, and you're gonna you're gonna fall into that line like well this guy's it comes back in love he seems like he is jesus you know they're gonna the false prophet and and, and, and the antichrist in the beginning right so um, it's just, it's so important, man, to study your word. And so that way, you know, and you can decipher if you don't study your word and you just have your pastor keep teaching you, you're not going to ever be able to decipher some of these things. And, 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 you know, you're going to depend on, um, you know, that you're going to depend on your pastor to teach you. And he might not know the side that you're teaching right now about the Islamic faith, right? He's not going to know that side. So that's right. why this is great to go through, bro, because it's like, wow, it's like hand in hand exactly what revelation and daniel's talking about is what they're expecting their messiah to come basically you know or, or whatever you call it i don't know how to say the word <laughs> i don't want to pronounce it wrong but what an amazing uh episode bro and and uh i really appreciate yeah, what, you, yeah, what you went sure. through i'll yeah, give you dude. uh first i'll say any last words from you bro before we get off uh sure yeah actually wanted to quickly finish off uh, oh you didn't finish you know, it. i'm sorry i'm sorry go ahead no, 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 no. It's fine. Uh, I actually finished what I was going to say. I just wanted to, you know, read a few more verses, you know, just for uh, and anyone who's listening, of course, uh, who's, you know, in faith, who has faith in Christ or, you know, fellow uh, Muslim believers, right? They want to get ultimately, you know, people, even if they profess some sort of faith, they want to know God, right? And a lot of people, they're born into families and their traditions continue, especially religious traditions. But we want to make sure that you are earnestly and honestly on, you know, you know, right with God and, and you're actually uh, faithful to God. We want to put you on the right track, if you will, right? So, and I think uh, this really short passage, uh, which is in the book of Hebrews, uh, chapters, uh, chapter uh, one, verses one to three, I just want to read that because this uh, really uh, solidified, you know, just a, a really short um, a resume, if you will, of who Jesus Christ is. And because a lot of different, you know, opinion, uh, there's a lot of different opinions and a lot of different, uh, you know, back and forth about who Jesus was and is, but, you know, it's clear in the Holy Bible, of course, and I just, I, 
particularly love this passage. I'm just going to really quick, quickly read these three verses, guys. Um, okay, and it says, God, who at sundry times in a diverse manner, spake and time passed unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days uh, spoken to us, spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. And amen to that. So amen. we know that Jesus Christ yeah. literally is, right, the express image, the manifestation, if you will, of God the Father. Um, and so that's just, uh, you know, I just wanted to close out with that. So anyone who's on the fence about having faith in, in, in who Jesus is, right, or they earnestly want to know who Jesus is, um, just proclaiming that you're faithful to God, well, you know, we just want to put you on the right track, right? So Jesus is God. He's the manifestation of God. So if you want to get to know God, you have to go through him. You have to go through Jesus. So, uh, yes. you know, we pray that, uh, you know, put all of your faith in Christ. And, you know, Jesus is faithful. If you pray to him and seek him with all of your heart, he will, uh, you know, make his word manifest to you, you know, and he will, Lord willing, show himself uh, to those who seek him with all of their hearts. So uh, you have nothing to lose. Again, you know, for individuals who are, Seeking truth, seek Jesus because he is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And also when it says heir of all things, if you guys understand, like when it says begotten in uh, in Colossians, begotten is, is not like he was created. What it means is he's the mm -hmm. heir or like he's the top, like he's, 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 um, he's the top, he's the heir. Everything goes, you know, through him, by him, for him. That's what it means. Begotten son is not mean like born. It means like heir, you know, it's like. It's a different kind of word if you if you go back to the Hebrew. So um, I thought that was interesting when he, when I just heard you say that whom he hath appointed heir of all things. Right, amen. amen. Yeah, and um, yeah, and everything you said on here, bro, was was spot on, bro. And it's it's awesome to to compare the eschatologies, you know. And and uh, I'll say, Jason, uh, any last words, bro, before we get off? Well, God bless, God bless you, uh, Harry, and uh, thank you, Josh, for another wonderful episode and. Uh, just say hit your Bibles, man. It's 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 uh it's coming to the close in the end time, man. It's coming, it's coming to the buzzer. So hmm. you don't want to be hey, that one, yeah. you don't you don't want to be that one by the skin of your teeth. You'll want to make it, but come on, man. So there's there's a lot more stuff out there for you. So let's let's get to this. For sure. And and I'll just I'll close with the uh, first Colossians uh 15, like we were talking about. Um <laughs> Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creation, um, the firstborn of every creation creature for by him were all things created that that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they that they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things and by him all things consist. Uh, and he is the head of the body, the church, uh, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence for it pleased the father that in him should all fullness dwell and having peace through the body of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. So you guys got to understand something. Okay. That, that he is the image of the invisible God, right? Cause, cause God, the father is invisible, right? So we are actually made in Jesus's image is what it's saying there. Right? So when it says that we are made in, his image were made in Jesus's image because he is the image of the invisible God. 
firstborn of every creature. That's the word I wanted to, to go over. Firstborn is the one. I'm sorry that it's like the heir, right? It's, it means the heir. That's what it means. It's like he is. It, everything is given to him, right? And when Jesus, when he says the, you know, if you read First uh, John, you know, it's talking about the Word was with God, the Word was God, and you go, and then He became flesh. So if you guys go back to our Trinity uh, um, uh, podcast, you guys will hear like a, a little better explanation of that. And uh, yeah, I just want to end by saying this is amazing. I love this. God is so great. I'm so glad that he uh, had you come on, bro. And if you have any subject in the future that you want to go over, we would love to definitely have you on. Uh, this is exactly what we love, man. This is uh, this is what we love. I love episodes like this. And I wish I could have put more time and effort toward researching this. But uh, I had, th you know, we had three, I had three podcasts I did this weekend. So I'm trying to balance well. <laughs> all of them out. But I love the fact that you were so researched yeah. and well-spoken and did an amazing job. We appreciate you. God is great. But like we always do, we like to end this in prayer. So let's just end this in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we appreciate you introducing us to Harry. Uh, this is amazing The how everything is lining up, God. We just want to say, please, if you could just protect uh, me, Harry. And Jason, uh, I know that some people might get mad about what we spoke about today, but God, just, you know, put your protection around us, send a legion of angels to protect us. And, um, you know, anybody that's out there that's listening, if you could please help them to, you know, start reading the word so that they're not deceived at the end. You know, we we, we do not want people to be deceived. We want our listeners, you know, to be able to, to, to uh, read the Bible more. So if you could please help them do that. And if anybody is not understanding something in, in, of the eschatology of the Bible, if you could please help them understand. And God, we know that that you are just amazing and we appreciate everything you do, Lord. Thank you for letting us even be able to read the Bible. And thank you for even giving us your word. Thank you for giving us Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins. Thank you so much for giving us revelation, giving us the New Testament, the Old Testament, for the foundation that you built to let us just become like you know, to know you, Lord, thank you for that. We appreciate that. Thank you for uh, not, not, you know, being like the old days where people couldn't read. We appreciate the ability to read and understand and help us to understand as much as we can, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Wow. What an amazing show. Thank you guys for listening. If yep. you guys could please That's share around. the episode. Yeah. Share it. Um, You know, send it to as many people as you can who needs to hear it. This, this was definitely the way, the truth, the life. We spoke about Jesus and God and eschatology, and it just was amazing. So please share it if you can. Thank you. And God bless you.